Hello, hello everyone. Um, welcome. My name is Kirsten and you can find me at Tampa Waxer on Instagram. If you guys have ever any comments or any show topics that you want to do, please DM me or reach out to me. It's waxingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, today I have the pleasure of interviewing Savannah. She is an esthetician and a brand new business owner. She's been in business for three months. So this is perfect for anybody who's thinking of going on their own or somebody who's already on their own and they are just starting out and have some questions. I definitely picked her brain in order to bring value on that. I won't go too crazy on the intro on this one because our conversation is pretty long, but you can find her at Southern Beauty Skin on Instagram. All right, guys, I am here with Savannah. A little bit about her and why I love her and why I brought her on today is because, first and foremost, she is one of my clients. She's been my client for about three years now. During her time with me, she went to aesthetic school and she has graduated since 2019. Correct? No, 2018, right? Eight. Mm -hmm. The end of 18. Yep. 2018. She worked for somebody previously for about a year, but starting here in January, she just opened up her new space. She does facials. She does dermaplaning. I think you're most known for your dermaplaning for sure, because I've come to you with those questions myself. She does waxing and she, she's a little rock star. Welcome girly. Okay. So it is a Friday night. It is 8 p.m. We have our drink orders in hand. <laughs> Tell everyone what you're drinking. Let's, let's, let's discuss our drinks of choice. My signature drink, always a good go-to, is lemonade and Tito's. Granted, it's probably a lot more lemonade than it is Tito's because I'm a lightweight, but yes. it's fine. <laughs> and um, do you, what is it? Publix? Publix oh, yeah. lemonade? Oh, the best. I, however, <laughs> am drinking a White Claw, and I mix my White Claw with Tito's on the weekends, not on the weekdays. <laughs> and it's a quarantine, so I'm like, whatever. We're we're gonna we're gonna go loose. <laughs> What's funny is I actually have been drinking more during this quarantine than I think I have in months, so my tolerance is a little built up. But yes. it was funny. I mentioned to Savannah before the show, what, like a week ago, I was like, hey, are you, you know, feel free to grab a drink whenever we get on. And then we didn't discuss it at all. And then I put her on. And of course, we both have a drink in hand. <laughs> the beauty Literally. of doing it on a Friday night. And disclaimer, I had no yeah. idea that you drank Tito's. It's like the only thing I drink. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So I actually love Tito's. I used to work at a bar like a long time, three years ago. And one of the reps, like one of the first reps for Tito's whenever it became like a thing. I mean, like when Tito's was cheap, remember that? Were you drinking Tito's when it was really inexpensive to drink it? Probably not. Okay. So like before <laughs> Tito's was like the thing and the vodka to drink, it actually was like not heard of. And the the fists or like the handles were really, really cheap. And now it's like the biggest thing, but I started drinking it then and I love it. I mean, I love Tito's and I like Kettle One. What's your favorite? Tito's. I'll drink Kettle One, but Tito's just is smoother to me mm -hmm. and it doesn't bother. Like I don't ever have a hangover with yeah. it. It doesn't bother me. Interesting. Yeah. I love Tito's. Um, all right, love. So 
I'm going to basically be digging into your life as an esthetician. We're, of course, going to be talking about waxing because this is a waxing podcast, but I want to talk about skincare as well because I think a lot of people do both nowadays. And if you don't do both, um, you know, you'll still find this valuable to waxing. But of course, if you do both, listen up to this as well. How have you been holding up from the quarantine? So it's kind of been like, you know, those weeks that feel like super Mm slow-mo, but they go by really fast. I feel like that's what's happening. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it's April, but I feel like we've been in March for a year. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a, a kind of a whirlwind, but I've been taking it day by day. I'm definitely somebody that deals with depression and anxiety really bad. So this has kind of put me in a not so great spot, but I'm also, when I'm backed into a corner, I put work in. So I really have been pushing for product sales and the at-home kits are doing well. That's my only source of income. And it's the only way to keep my business afloat right now. So that's what I'm going for. But other than that, I'm trying to stay home as much as possible, trying not to watch the news all day. Oh yeah. So, so smart. I know that was going to be my next question for you is like, what are you doing to maintain your business since you did just start it? And how are you trying to, um, keep it alive? And, um, product sales is so smart. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but there are so many people who are on Sephora.com shopping right now. So why don't we just put those people to a halt, actually do a skincare Mm -hmm. regimen for them and make some money while doing so, you know? Exactly. And I am in the next couple of days, I'm going to roll out virtual consults and trying to just make the details here and there. But I was kind of weary about it because it's something that everybody does, but I'm somebody that really feels Mm. it's necessary to touch and feel and see the skin in person to really be able to help somebody. Absolutely. But my deciding factor was, you know, everybody's having to do this right now. If If there's a time to learn how to do it and find the best way to do it is now. So I'm just doing it. Yeah. And the thing is like, yeah, like I totally feel you on that. I like love to recommend people products when I see them, but we like as estheticians have to adapt too. you know, it's not our ideal, but it's something that we have. I mean, the way I think about it is like, wouldn't people rather get this recommendations from a licensed esthetician rather than like Sally down the road that doesn't know shit and she just likes her skincare and then they're going to go and buy it. You know what I mean? So like either way, they're better off and we're better off if they buy it from us. And then it really helps when you trust your skincare line and you know that like, that there's like always a cup. The good thing about skin is that yes, everyone has like that quote unquote type, but I mean, they all kind you really don't have a type. You have many types. And so whenever you give somebody a product, normally it's like what? Normal to dry. So that's a pretty good range of people. So like, I don't know, you can pretty much eyeball it. And then when they get in, you can kind of get it more into like the serious stuff. Like, but for now, like, right, you're just doing exactly cleansers, moisturizers, kind of the basics. And then when you see them, you may dive a little bit deeper and get more in depth, you know? Everybody in school, this was something that was like super important and drilled into my head that estheticians are kind of like detectives. Mm-hmm. You have to ask a million questions to get an answer from somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about, which if you don't go to school, you don't know what you're talking about. So that's not saying that everybody's stupid, but right. um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. And if I can get through all of those questions, whether I'm in person or on a virtual console, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be able to find the answers 
regardless. Um, that's something I've learned a lot over my time. I think now I can make really good recommendations without having to seriously touch the skin. Um, just because I've figured out the right kind of questions to get the kind of answers that I need. Don't you find that people virtually are kind of being a little bit more truthful? Like yes. people are just straight up telling me like, yeah, I don't use anything or I use clean and clear. Like, you know, they don't care typing it out, but for some reason in treatment, they're like, oh, I forget what it's called. And they know yeah, exactly they know what they're using. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, dude, everyone's been so truthful and people have been like, yeah, I don't use sunscreen. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not recommending you products until you promise me you're purchasing sunscreen. So Literally, ask any of my clients. They're like, oh yeah, Savannah tells me I have to wear sunscreen or I'm going to die. So <laughs> yes, you are going like, to die. Right. <laughs> We're also dramatic, but that's fine. I know. <laughs> okay. So I want to get right into, um, I think just owning your own business. I, I feel like you just started in January. Um, you've been doing pretty, you've been doing good. I think I, you've been like so good on Instagram. I think you've been pulling in a good amount of clients. Um, I think your techniques are really good. I think that's what like makes you different. I think also you just love it and you can tell you love it. And that's always like a reason to start your own business or even work in this industry in the first place. So what I want to ask you first is why did you start your own business? So that was honestly such a hard question for me to answer for myself because I knew I wanted to do it. I knew the answer was yes, but I couldn't figure out the real why. If it was because I was being backed into a corner and I didn't want to work in a toxic environment anymore, or if it was because it's really what I wanted, or if I just felt like I needed to do it because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So all while I'm like, doing it. It's happening. I don't care. <laughs> I really was digging deep to try and find my why. And I really found that it was because I have chronic illnesses. I wanted to have full control of my schedule. I wanted to have full control over what kind of clientele I brought in for myself. Not, you know, granted, if you work for somebody, you want to try and find somewhere to work that kind of aligns with what you want and totally. who you want to work on. But mm -hmm. sometimes you don't have that choice. So that was one of my biggest things and just wanting to have an even more personal connection with my clients than I already had because I feel like small business owners are supported a lot, especially right now. Everyone's yeah. like support that freaking small business down the road. So I just wanted, I just wanted more than what I was already getting. Did you have a situation at work where your chronic, your chronic illness like played an effect? Like did, did something happen where you were like, I need to take this time off? Or I mean, is that something that, that never really happened to you, which, you know, you're lucky. Thankfully. Yeah. Luckily mm -hmm. nothing yeah. really bad happened to the point where, um, I had to take time off or anything like that. Really. My boss was new upfront that I had issues and that I was going to have to have a pretty lax schedule to begin with. And then I can, you know, see how much more I could work. And she really did work with me. She was great. So I did have somewhat of a control over my schedule more than a lot of other employees would mm -hmm. um, in any other company. But still, I wasn't noticing it at the time, but the environment there was playing a lot into my day-to-day -day health. And now that I and running my own business and in my own environment, I have done a complete 180. Even my boyfriend who, by the way, my boyfriend is like 
caveman, doesn't notice anything ever. Mm -hmm. I could chop my hair off to a bob and he would be like, huh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) He even said, you are so much happier. I, I didn't prompt him. He said that randomly. So that was just like my ticket. Yes, I did the right thing. I think I've seen that too. And I remember even like you coming in for appointments and stuff. And I remember like this conversation so well, but you were telling me how you like didn't, you guys didn't have a cancellation policy. No. And I'm like, wait, what? So like, to me, I'm like, your, your guys' owner isn't even willing to like, I mean, at that point, I think that that's just taking your employee sides, you know, setting up a cancellation policy. It's like, Hey, like as you're my employees, like I got your back, you know, things happen really crazy things where we do excuse the cancellation and we, we let it go. But the fact that you don't even have that option is, is so wild to me. Cause what if you went in and had six clients, let's say you were an hour away from your job, drive all the way there. And then four of them don't show up and don't care because they know they don't have a credit card on file. I mean, let's be honest, this industry, we love it, but at the same time it has its downfalls. Absolutely. And multiple situations like that happened. I moved when I first got the job, I was close. I was close ish. And then when I moved in with my boyfriend, we moved farther away and driving doesn't bother me. I honestly am still kind of driving close to the same distance to be in the targeted area that I want to be in. But that happened so many times where I was on my way to work. I was either, you know, 15, 20 minutes away and I would get a call from the front desk saying your first one canceled and it was an hour facial and a Brazilian or, um, you know, two facials back to back that were coming for massage and they canceled or one of them canceled. It was just a hot freaking mess. And that happened all the time. And I know how like annoying that is when even I get to work and my first appointment cancels and it's 15 minutes. Like I can't imagine like an hour. I'd be like, mm, pissed. And then not even that, but I see, I get like pissed and then it well it depends. You know what I mean? But like, if it's a big chunk, I'm like, yo, if we don't like tell them they have to, you know, we take it personal. And I'm like, Tell them, okay, sure, we'll give you that first time. But the next time, like, you're getting charged 50%. And the fact that you don't even have that, like, option to do, I feel like immediately would be like, okay, I need to branch off on my own or find somewhere that gives us more of a, like, comfort zone when it comes to cancellations. Like, that's crazy to me. I remember you telling me that story, and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but. You know, that kind of taps into, I feel like this will probably be one of your questions Mm -hmm. about um, working for somebody else before you get out of school. Yes. Yes, I will. Yes. But for anything, seriously, anything is to learn what you don't want in your business and what you don't want to do in your business. That was the first thing that I knew I had to do after I got through all the legal stuff and being legit. I sat down and really had to figure out a cancellation policy. No, I'm not a bitch about it, but, you know, I make it known that I have a cancellation policy and it has been so respected. Another thing that I see a lot, granted, it happened to me. I am somebody that downgrades and devalues myself like nobody's business, but I have not had one friend or family member try and get that friends and family discount. They have all wanted to pay full price. I'm like, Oh my God, you I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know because, Oh my gosh, this is so off topic, but it's fine. Let me, like I had this girl 
she used to work with me at my old job as a bartender when I bartended, um, when I was doing both esthetician and bartending, who reached out to me probably like a year ago. And she was like, hey, because I have lash, I do lash lifts and I have them on my, on my page. She's like, hey, like you do lash lifts, right? And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, do you have any questions, whatever? And she's like, oh, like I want to get in for an appointment. Like they look really cool. Um, how much do you charge? And I was like, oh, like it's one, like we charge 115 for a lash lift and 10. She was like, oh, like, do you like ever give discounts out? And I was like, okay, A, no. <laughs> B, <laughs> like you, I don't, I don't know. I never do that to people. And maybe it's because I'm in this industry, but like she, A, was not even like one of my really, really good friends, but B, it's like, it's so rude. It's like, do you like, and then I remember her telling me, oh, I'll just buy it online. I go, okay, we'll have fun with that. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, burn your burn your eyelashes off like that is not a problem of mine and I like remember her buying it doing it sending me a picture and then she actually started doing lash lifts on the side without any no like stop swear to god and she doesn't do it anymore I don't think because I don't think I unfollowed her anything I mean I don't care that much but yes isn't that insane like what people are willing to do to get $50 off is like beyond me that is such bullshit I know. I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that bothers me so much. And I'm not trying to be like a negative Nancy by any means. I know, obviously, your listeners don't know me from Adam, but I'm not somebody that's, you know, going to find the negative in everything. But I get the whole like, stay in your own lane. Don't screw around with anybody else, whatever. Focus on you. But at the end of the day, that can affect me or specifically you because it's lash lifts and tents. I don't do right. them right now, but right, right, right. if somebody, you know, off the street figured out how to do waxing and they started doing it out of their house, which I know that it happens, mm-hmm. it's crap. Yeah, I of pay course. how much to go and get certified and licensed and know mm-hmm. all of the things and pay for my continued education. Mm-hmm. And Sally down the street gets to pull in 50 bucks without having license, without having insurance, without being an LLC, nothing. You know what though? I, what, yes. I like totally agree with you, but imagine the people that they're pulling in at the end of the day. Like I don't want them yes. anyway. You know what I mean? That's what like, I fight with myself about too. Yes. I'm like, I don't want these weirdos who are willing to go into a dark house and like get a random wax by like the wax that they buy at Sally's. I'm like, by all means, please go do it. But whenever she jacks your shit up, like I know she will, I'll be here yeah. and I'm charging a little bit more because I, <laughs> my value is higher <laughs> and right. we'll see that. Um, I think that's so true about, um, and that is a topic that I wanted to get in with you about is, um, you know, should you go off on your own immediately or should you not? And I think we are both on the same boat and big supporters of that is like, no, it's like, you know, go work for somebody, go have, go see how they deal with bad clients, go see how they deal with good clients, go see how, you know, go practice underneath someone else's liability. It's like, it's just, you're going to mess up in the beginning. Waxing is a skill. It's not a skill you learn in school. Even if you have a good school or a bad school, it's still not enough to make you great. No. So when you I mean, I was Brazilian certified and I still, I did one, I did my model. And when I got out of school and started working for somebody else, I still trained with the lead esthetician there for probably about three weeks to a month before mm-hmm. I was comfortable yep. taking clients. So yes. 
for sure. I trained for a minute and I'm going to promise you, I still was not comfortable. And I was not comfortable until, God, I was not comfortable for a while. And maybe people can like weigh on on that and, and tell us or me if they felt comfortable faster than that. But like waxing is something you have to do constantly to feel like you're getting good at something. And I think it was about six months, I think, before I was like, okay, like I would go into work and not stress about my books. Right. Yeah. Before that, yeah, I would go in all the time and be like, oh, I'm just not great at this. And not even that, but like, I'm such a perfectionist and my owner knows that about me. And, and she, (laughs) we always kind of joke about it because obviously I talked to her about making podcasts and stuff. And she's like, Kirsten, like, I know you're a perfectionist. And that's like why I have not released the podcast yet because I keep being like, I can make it better. I can make it better. And she's like, stop, you're a perfectionist, release that shit. And yeah, it's probably going to suck, but it's, you know, you'll get better. So it's it's like, well, it's, it's like learning though. It's like you, you have to be bad at something to get good. You can't just do something. So this is what goes back to the, the fact of like leaving school and working for somebody else. It is the most, it's like the most think I don't I don't even know the words it's like the best thing that you can do for yourself and um not even that but again you can learn what you don't love you can learn what you love you can learn how you want to charge people or what waxes you want to do and this kind of gets me into like talking about this with you next but um you don't offer all waxing and that's another thing and had you not realized how much you didn't like certain body waxes you might have opened your place and opened up all your waxing and been like oh my god i hate it and gotten rid of it completely do you agree with that yes 100% i'm sitting here thinking cuz um when i was thinking about opening my business Kirsten was one of the first people that knew and I told her, I'm like, I don't know about waxing. I don't know what I should do because I don't think I'm going to offer it. I just don't think I'm going to do it. And she told me you're being stupid. Mm, sure did. I <laughs> said, listen, bitch. <laughs> profitable. You need to do it even if it's just a couple of things. <laughs> and uh, I yes. did. So right now I only offer underarm bikini and Brazilian waxing and I don't have any bikini clients. I really just have Brazilians mm-hmm. and underarms. Um, and every single special that I've put out so far, my uh, Brazilian waxing specials have done better than my facial specials. And I, it's, it's helping me get better with my waxing because where I worked before it was a one-stop shop. Like we did literally everything. And really, again, another point to work for somebody else. It's great to work somewhere like that. So you can get a feel of a little bit of everything to see what you really love, but it also tells you what you don't want to do in the future. Like what would be your advice? Like what would be the thing that if they were on the fence would be like, okay, if you're on the fence, but ABC, open your own damn business. Yes. Okay. So if you're on the fence and you know a few things, figure this out before you even think about opening your business. Do you have the savings personal and for business for three, at least three months? Do you know that you're not going to get, you're probably not going to get a profit your first year at least. Mm -hmm. Can you handle that? Do you feel like you need to get a second job? Um, and if you do have a little side hustle, that's fine. Whatever. Um, can you put a hundred percent into your business and know that you're not going to have, I know aesthetics isn't a nine to five job to begin with, but know that you're not going to be able to walk into work 
and then leave work and leave all of your work there. It's going to come home with you. Um, but you know, those are kind of like the realistic, almost negative things, but realistic. They're not though, because people need to hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. But positive things is, you know, do you know what your ideal client is? Do you know the specialties that you want to, you know, what you want to specialize in? Those are very important and knowing what you're going to do and how your business is going to grow before you even do it. So those are a couple of things. And if you really just have the drive, like, have you ever thought about in the past owning your own business? If you say no, probably not because it may just seem like a cool fad to do to you right now. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, don't you feel like there's just people who want to just say they own a business? I mean, my old boss is definitely one of those people. I worked for her and she was so irresponsible. And I felt like at the end of the day, she just loved going places saying, oh, I'm a business owner. And I'm like, uh, it was just so unauthentic. And I think that you're so right on that. If you just want to own a business to say you own a business, you should probably take a few steps back and reevaluate why, because it's a huge responsibility, a huge one. Oh, it's huge. It's a baby. It's a literal baby. It's a literal baby. That's mm-hmm. why so many people are having, you know, a really hard time with us being closed up and shut down right now because it's literally their life. It's their baby. It's what they have literally produced and grown. And mm-hmm. I don't have a kid right now. I have fur babies and that. So it's like, yeah, it's hard. And with a bunch of people saying, you know, if you don't take this time to, if you don't come out of this with something new or being better than you were, I feel like that's going to make people feel bad about themselves because it is a type of grieving right now for a lot of people. Yep. I love that. Because they I think that's physically so true. can't work on people. Yeah. Well, and I think that people are, and I, I get it and I'm there for it and I'm one of the people, but I think, you know, we all like to shove positivity down each other's throats in times like this. But mm-hmm. I love talking about also the fact that, like you just said, like we are grieving, like this is crazy. Like we've built these clients and I know that people that are not in the industry that we're in get that. But like my clients are my friends. I mean, look at this. I'm podcasting with you three years later because I've built a relationship with you. This doesn't just come out of thin air. I have, you know, built this thing with you and, you know, X amount of people. I mean, I see 24 people a day and I now work only three days a week, but once upon a time that was four. So, I mean, think about all of those people and I love every single one of them for all different reasons. So it's like us not seeing people, you know, we fear, are they going to forget about us? Are they going to shave and then maybe realize, okay, this isn't so bad? Or are, which, be, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Let's back up a minute. But, right. It is a thought, though. It's a thought. Well, it is a thought. I'm like, you know, are these people going to go to somebody who's willing to break the law right now That's and stay serious. open? You know what I mean? I'm like, you, we yes. think about all these things and we're like, we just, we, the consistency of being open is a real game changer for estheticians because as long as we're visible and as long as we're available to people, we can maintain clientele. But when we disappear, I don't know, even with facials, sometimes people are like, oh, well, this mask is getting me by. Maybe I don't need that monthly facial. I mean, even though you do, that is what goes on in the head of somebody who doesn't have the knowledge of an esthetician. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm, completely. 
So it is scary. This is a scary time that we live in, but also this is a perfect opportunity to put yourself out there and get on like social media and really like make a notice for you selling products because you're really smart with this. I've been selling products too, but you're selling um, trial sizes and the hopes that when they're done, they're not only going to need sizes that are, you know, bigger, but they're going to come with you to you for a service. Right. Exactly. Smart. That was, that was something. And I mean, I threw it together pretty fast and like, let's just not even try and make it cute and deal. With- <laughs> the dog. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. No, I love dogs. You're fine. I have a dog downstairs and anytime he hears anything, major freak out. Going freaking out. But um, yeah, so I made the decision to do trial kits because one, because of wanting to do a cheaper price for people. Cause I know everybody's in this hardship right now where they don't have a lot of luxury spending money, but people are buying full size products. But do you feel that way? Because I do too. Do you think you feel that way because of the situation we're in? Because when you really think about it, there are still a lot of people that are able to work from home and are getting paychecks. I mean, the only people that aren't, and I don't, I'm not trying to say that it devalue the fact that there's not a lot of people without jobs because there is, I mean, we're one of them, but sometimes I need to remind myself there's still a lot of people working. So I don't know when I speak when I speak to somebody, I don't just assume they don't have the money until they tell me they have a budget. And then of course I, I work with that. But other than that, I've been treating people like they have their job still. And I think most of them do. Yeah, I know. And you know, it's true. I have a client that I've been talking to pretty much on a daily basis because she's like, she's just a really good client. (laughs) She's been asking me questions. She ordered a home kit which I said trial kit earlier, but it's these facial kits that I'm doing. They're the at-home facial kits that a lot of estheticians are doing, facial in a box, all that stuff. Yeah, it's so um, it's such a good idea. Size. And she did it, and she is not somebody that uses my products. She's somebody that she window shops a lot, so she just tries different products here and there. She's got good skin, so, you know – I'm not going to shove my products down somebody's throat, but she really liked them. And she was my prime example of why I did what I did because she wants to order all these full size products after the samples run out. So Uh, isn't it such like a parade? Like I just want to throw a parade for myself when somebody buys products. I'm like, wow. It worked. Yay. (laughs) And I'm actually getting way more people that are buying from me now than when I was offering them in, in treatment. Yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So tell me something that you are doing verbiage wise that is helping you sell your products. Hmm. Well, I don't think I'm really changing my verbiage mm-hmm. as much as I am kind of shifting what I, what I present on social media because normally I talk a little bit about about product here and there. Um, You know, I'll throw a random skin tip in there during the morning or at night when I'm doing my routine. Um, But right now, I'm not posting before and afters, not posting extraction work or anything because the people that are, I know they're not working. They're Mm -hmm. just posting to, you know, have content out there. But some people are like, oh my God, you're working. What are you doing? So I just yeah, that's true. with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) no, you're so right. Yeah. Um, but I'm not shoving it. You know what I mean? I'm just sprinkling it here and there. 
Yep. And I've seen some estheticians that are really shoving it and I'm like, okay, like I get it. And it is a big source of your income right now. So it's not like a bad thing, but it's all about, you just have to do what you know your audience likes. And I think everyone has different audiences. You know what I mean? Like the people that are, are pushing it, I'm, I'm sure their audience are actually really reactive to that. Whereas mine, mine, like more of a subtle, like you, I like just mentioning I have it. And not only that, but like I, I do my fiance is a sales guy. So he like teaches me how to be smart in this situation because he, it's so funny. So he actually told me, which I have, I used on my today's post actually, but he was like, you have to just assume that these people aren't going to listen to you and are going to do something else. So what you need to do is call them out for what they're going to do. So like in today's post, I put like, oh, 40% of people are not using their right recommended skincare products, which is true. And then I said, and I know you guys are reading this now, and I know some of you guys are going to see this post and this is going to make you go on Sephora.com. And you're going to put- Exactly. And you're going to buy products that are even more shitty for your face. So instead of just doing that so right then, I just basically called them out. So then they're reading it and they're like, ah, damn, she's right. Okay. I do need need to message her because she's totally right. So like calling people out on their bullshit has been something that I've used as like a tactic. And I'm not even kidding you. Like it's crazy, but it's worked. Yep. It's so true. And to be honest, I think I might steal the little fact of 40% of people are not using the right skincare because Mm -hmm. um, that is something that I've tried to work on. Captions are a lot more important than some people feel. Um, You have to word it right to get the engagement and get people to answer those questions that you need to throw at the end or the beginning of those um, at the the content. (laughs) I know. It's so funny because I know you and I have only had like one drink, but we're like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Minus the coronavirus. Cause let's be honest, this is going to be an obvious answer after the question I ask, but disregard that. Um, what has been as a business owner, as a new business owner, a very unexpected roadblock that you've hit? See where I said minus the coronavirus. Yes, minus the coronavirus. That one's a big, big roadblock. roadblock. Yep, the biggest (laughs) one probably ever. Yes, seriously. So I'm. I have a couple of things, and they're they're really not like detrimental or the normal things that people. When you listen to these kind of podcasts, I I'm still always drawn to like somebody just opened their business. Here's three tips for your business. And we're, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to somebody in an interview, like you're interviewing me right now. Um, a lot of normal things that I hear, like insurance was a lot more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Just the expenses in general were a lot more than I expected. I didn't have my savings built up, blah, 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 those type of things, which those are very important, but I did my due diligence and I did my research and knew that I had to have all of those things in order. So it ended up not being the same roadblocks as normal. Um, but I rent a room right now that had completely bare bones. And I have never been somebody that was an interior designer or anything like that. So I had to have a lot of help with that. That was hard for me to really picture what I wanted the room to look like in my mind and have all of my branding situation things like sprinkled throughout and not have it overloaded and have it look right. So that was something. And then also, um, 
making sure that I invested in things that I really wanted to invest in and not just like fads right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you want to be very authentic. You want people to walk in and be like, oh, this is her. This is her style. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just walk in and, it, and it's like, it'll look cute and stuff, but you know, you can always tell eventually when you're like, oh, this person, like, you know, I don't know their style. Like you can, t- you can, a, a lot of aesthetics is a person's personality. Right. Exactly. So you need to find I- out your brand. Like and- what is your brand? Because yeah. if you pick a brand, that's a fad. And then you realize you actually, I mean, this is, it's like your room, right? Your bedroom. You want to walk into your bedroom and it wants to, you want it to feel like you and you want to feel comfortable. Well, we treat our rooms just the same. That is our home. So can you imagine walking into a room that's like something you looked up on Pinterest, but it's not you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's such, yeah, that's such a, that's such a, I like love that because I think a lot of people don't think about that. And I think a lot of people do look up, oh, what should like a cute room look like? And it's, it's. Mm-hmm. it's smart to get an idea of other people's spaces because you think, oh, like they have that storage up there and I never thought about that. Or you're like, oh, they have that. And that also could be used for that. But at the same side of it, like you want to make sure people come in and like, oh, this is who, who this is. Yeah. And exactly. you start to attract the right clients. Obsessed. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is exactly, that's where I wanted to go. I have my obsession with sunflowers and it's sprinkled. Mm-hmm. throughout my room. Um, it's in my brand logo. It, I have a sticker on my door and there it's like a big sunflower. And then it has my um, name and stuff and my number. And then when you walk in, there's a welcome sign that has sunflower. And then the rest of it is my branding colors, which is like a blush pink and a muted mint green. And then my walls are gray. So I didn't want to have like super bright and airy because I feel like a lot of rooms are like that. Granted, I love that look, but I wanted to be different. I wanted Mm -hmm. people to see Sunflower and think, oh, that's Savannah. So that's something that I wanted to think about. And I have, I'm from Tampa and I, but I have, you know, deep Southern roots. So I wanted to do girl, we can hear it through that voice. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted people to think, you know, um, that sweet Southern charm and like Southern comfort kind of situation. That's where I wanted my brand to go. And those are the type of people that I like to hang out with, I guess you could say, but Mm -hmm. those are the type of clients that I wanted to attract were people that are just laid back, you know, maybe from here, maybe from another Southern state. And, um, they just like my vibe and you can feel that through my Instagram too. So I feel like that's a huge undertaking too. That's like the third or fourth job of being a business owner is finding out what you want your brand to be in your ideal client and then maintaining that consistency to keep bringing in those types of clients. And her type of clients is that little small petite girl riding in that big old truck. (laughs) (laughs) That is your Southern style. I like love her. Every time she pulls in, I mean, it's like, I see you every once in a while and I'm like, how is this little girl getting out of this big ass (laughs) truck? And in South Tampa, no doubt. Right. Like the parking being zero. Oh my God. It's awful. So I remember us talking a little bit about the obstacles you faced that were um, like random. And I love that you're sharing that for people that might not think about those things, but tell me an obstacle. Tell me like a little bit more of an obstacle that was business that you were like, ah, cause you know, we're not business people. Some of us are lucky enough to have both, but a lot of us are just estheticians. You know, our goal is just to treat skin, make connections, you know, where people, you know, where people, people, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like per- person, person, people, people, I don't know. But I'm like, we, we aren't 
business see unless we we study and choose that side of it and then practice it. But other than that, like what is something business-wise you've had to learn that you're like, well, that was a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, a nice. so- but something that you want you wish something that you wish someone had told you. Like what is what is something business-wise you're like, okay, this is how I can help the next person. So I knew that bookkeeping was going to be a thing, obviously, but I am so not a numbers person. I've never been a numbers person. I don't know how I passed high school math, to be honest. Same. But um, numbers and bookkeeping and then really just, I'm like a mindless person. If I don't write it down, like I'm going to forget it. Um, So just trying to keep track of receipts and everything. Try to find a booking program that has a an expenses category like built into the programs where you can just plug those receipts in. You can, I use gloss genius. So they have an expenses category and they actually have an option to make like a reoccurring expense and you can just upload the receipt. So the one of my reoccurring um, expenses right now is rent. So I just have it set up to be put in there weekly. And then I just Mm -hmm. upload my receipt from my, my landlord every week. So keeping it organized. Yeah. Keeping organized. You know what's a really good Instagram for you to um, follow is um, it's Beauty in Business. It's Rhea, my owner, and she actually is like starting a program where she's helping business owners. Um, she actually just put a post up, and if anybody wants to check her out, I, I actually really, really like her her stuff. Obviously, I like her. She's my owner, and I like she, she's like such a guidance for me. But she just put up a post about numbers. And you should definitely check that Instagram out because it, she actually gave you a format to write down all of your numbers and make it really easy and know what numbers to hit for the month in order to like make whatever, uh, whatever X amounts of dollars if you want. It's, it's a cool, you should, you should definitely check it out. I'll definitely go follow. I did see, um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week. She posted a story on flirt wax about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what is something, okay, so we're here, right? We started our own business. Um, we're sitting in a blank room. Um, this is going to pertain to waxing because of course, uh, I want to get into waxing a little bit, but what is three products you would tell somebody who's opening, opening their own, like, let's say they're just doing waxing. So what is the three things that is your like have to have like zero, you know, you would, you wouldn't be able to wax without these three items besides okay. the wax. <laughs> I was going to say, besides the wax, which besides I, wax. I don't know if you were wanting to talk about this a little bit today or not, but uh, you use soft wax and I use hard wax. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that we have different techniques. It's amazing. Love yep. it. Uh, I use Mermaid Wax, which is a smaller company that just got launched. Absolutely love them. Check them mm-hmm. out if you're looking for a premium hard wax. But I other than her. that, um, I would definitely have – high frequency for Brazilians, which that's not really a product, but it's a tool that, and it's- No, yeah, no, exactly, yep. Or Amazon, not Instagram. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Powder and aloe. If you don't want to spend money on, you know, pre and post, those are two good ones to start out with. And then witch hazel. And you know what? Pre and post, like, let me just say this. Um, You don't have to have those. They're just marketing. (laughs) Listen, aloe, exactly like you just said. Um, Powder, agree with you 100%. And um, witch hazel is, I use grapeseed oil too and avocado oil to prep the skin. 
super cheap. You can buy a huge gallon of it. And um, I, all these places will market you these pre and posts and they're just frilly and the same thing. And they're more expensive. So yeah. yeah, you really just need the basics. That's why I love waxing because I think with waxing, you know, with facials, you get so wrapped up in modalities that you can get really overwhelmed. And sometimes you can put yourself in a little bit of a hole trying to like be this person or this, this esthetician that has like the coolest things and is doing this and doing that. And trust me, it is so much fun and so easy to spend your money in your esthetician world. But with waxing, you just need the basics really, that's why I love waxing so much. Waxing is a skill. If you are able to really do well with this skill, your tools, you don't need much. I mean, I have like stuck with the same wax for three years and I haven't even had the idea of changing because I mean, I love it so much. It does such a good job, but I'm so skilled at it that the wax comes second. In my opinion, I come first in the, in, if I'm doing like value, you know what I mean? And like, I think that estheticians products can really help an esthetician out, especially like red light therapy and, um, I don't know, dermaplaning. I mean, even though that's, that's you, that's doing like all the work, but I guess more of like modality wise, I mean, wax, right. It's, it's us. It is, we are the source of income. It is the second, you know, products of witch hazels, aloe, things like that. And they're, they're all pretty inexpensive. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, I open green. I don't primarily do waxing, like we said, Mm -hmm. and I don't do full body waxing, but I have a regular size container of witch hazel and I'm not even halfway through it. And I've been open since January and I do do a good amount of Brazilians too, but I do also carry fur, which is a, um, it's a body care line. That's great for post shaving, post waxing. And if you, that's their thing is like, you can use it post shave, post wax, or if you don't remove your hair at all, it's great for the skin. Um, I use their silk scrub in my facial treatments for my hand and arm scrub treatment, Mm -hmm. but I also use their fur oil for post waxing. And I'll also use it a teeny little bit, um, for leg waxing if they come in and they're dry. Granted, I have avocado oil as well. That's what I use for my regular hand and arm massage and my shoulder massages with a little bit of lavender. So I could use that too, but um, it's really a great product. I do love it and I love their their brand. Um, but yeah, if you're just getting started, I didn't bring fur in until like mid-February. I started with witch hazel powder and aloe. And so what were you telling people to do at home for like for ingrowns? Like where you're just like dry brushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always want to, and I always tell people that too. I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to push a product on you. Do you know why? Because I don't have to, I don't get in trouble yeah. for not. So I am going to put you on dry brushing. If you still have problems, come and see me and we will reevaluate. And I like think that dry brushing people don't realize the impact dry brushing can do alone. But yes, if you need a helping hand, which some people do, it's inevitable. Having a product that you love on the side is like key. And I, I use, um, PFB. I love PFB. I love PFB. Like, listen, I tell people all the time. I'm like, it's just the real deal. It has salicylic, it has glycolic and it has lactic. I mean, those are three exfoliating acids, period. If you want to get rid of ingrowns, please. A fur, I've definitely seen the on my Instagram. I would love to try it actually. I might have to buy one for myself, but um, <sighs> some of them out there suck. I have people that tell me all the time, oh, oh, I, 
what about 10 skin? I'm like, ew, what about it? Yeah, like, no, I'm like, I don't even want what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell me, honey, what about it? Because so funny. Ugh, I get so mad. <laughs> like, they also have an ingrown concentrate. That's really good. Uh, one of my clients gets ingrowns on the back of her calves really bad and she'll mm-hmm. pigment at them. Mm, uh, love those people. And she, <laughs> before we all got shut down and the world was ending, she came in and she was like, that ingrown concentrates working because I'm going to pick at my calves and nothing's there to pick. So. Oh, yay. <laughs> that makes me so like, happy. Yay. And what products, what was that? The fur? That's fur. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. So if anyone's looking for something, I mean, I definitely recommend PFB. It's something I've worked with for a while. She recommends fur. Definitely take a look at those products because it is very important to have. It is the uh, retail size of the fur oil, which Mm -hmm. is just like their moisturizer situation is considered a six month uh, amount. It's like a huge, it's, it's adorable. I love it. It's, I know I love it. It's cute. I've seen it for the Mm -hmm. amount that you get in it. So what service has made a difference in the growth of your business starting out? Like what's something you're like, okay, if I didn't have this, I would be maybe searching to put it on my menu. Honestly, Brazilians. <laughs> I, you know, I love Brazilians so much. Everyone knows say, that I love Brazilians. When Savannah came to me and didn't know if she wanted to do waxing, I like could have shaken her like, like, I don't even know. I like a, like my sister and been like, listen, girl, please, for the love of God, do Brazilians. Like I even offered you training, although you use hard wax that you stopped. So training would have been it was amazing. I would have like, been different, okay, but we need to do this. Mm-hmm. I know. I love Brazilians so much. Would you say Brazilians are like your favorite thing to do? Not in you terms know, of everything you do, but in waxing. In waxing, yes. Well, yes. I don't know. Arms are so quick and easy because I I don't consider myself a speed waxer yet because I mm-hmm. still do my Brazilians. Granted, mermaid wax cut my time down a lot, but oh, I still good, do yeah. my maintenance Brazilians in probably 30, 35 minutes because I haven't mastered the talking and mm-hmm. waxing very well. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody that knew it's probably going to take me 40 minutes or so. I When I worked at the other company that I worked with, I didn't do a lot of Brazilians. I'm doing more Brazilians now than I did then. And I don't see as many clients right now. So mm-hmm. I would say my clientele is split pretty 50-50 between waxing and facials. And some of them do, like I said, all three. Yep. And you'll get there. I mean, I'll help you. I'll help you definitely with the with the verbiage because I think that's the hardest part in the beginning whenever you're starting off as a Brazilian waxer or any waxer. I, I do full body waxing. So I think in the beginning, you always get so worried about talking and waxing, but the more you do it, the more it becomes supernatural. But if you ever want, and maybe I'll talk about it in another episode, this is actually a really good idea, but um, teaching and, and like a verbal outline of what you can say during a Brazilian wax to make it go smoother, especially if you're new starting out, I can definitely like come up with a, like, like an outline of what to say, because it it was something that I did because my owner taught me and it came so, it became so natural that after a while, it was just one of those things where I did it in robot mode. And I think it sped me up so quickly. Like I, Obviously I do waxing a lot more than you and it's, it's all that I've done except for in January, instead of you opening your business, um, and starting like new with that, I opened up waxing Well, I had done waxing and I opened up dermaplaning. So like my dermaplaning is like your like business. It's like, we're both kind of in this together where we're learning something new, but waxing, I, I think I started out with like 30 minutes. Um, and now I'm down to 
girl, I could get somebody done in like 12 minutes new. If you are a returning person, I can get them done in six or seven. Yeah. Which is crazy. My other thing is <laughs> I kind of screwed myself because when I started, I was doing smaller strips. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of my clients loved me for that because – No, it's good. It is a good thing. Yeah. So yep. that's what I'm trying to master is keeping those smaller strips but getting faster at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh- – I do, um, I do smaller strips. So I do smaller strips for people that are new. Um, and the people that have, I mean, obviously different hair, different person. So everything depends, but like if I have somebody who has really thin hair and I mean, I can tweeze it out and it kind of already plucks itself out, you know, that feeling, um, I can do bigger strips with them, but yeah, I mean, smaller strips is great and it is a, a bunch of comfort and a good way to tell if, you are doing a good job is to get waxed by other people. I think that that's the best thing you can do for yourself in this industry. If you guys are waxing for a living and you've only waxed yourself, I highly recommend booking appointments with people in your city. I mean, you don't necessarily have to tell them you're an esthetician and you definitely don't have to be negative and do not be negative to these people because they are, you know, on the same boat as us. Not all techniques are the same techniques and no one's better than the other, you know, for the most part. But I'm like, you know, you should go and you should get a feel of what you like and what you don't like. Just like starting your own business. You should start out by working with for somebody else, finding out what you do like and what you don't like. But when it comes to waxing, get out there, go to other places and go get waxed by other people. I've been to places all over Tampa because I just want to know maybe someone has something way better than me. I know that my owner went somewhere and they had like these cooling pads that they literally put on after every single rip. They would press a cooling pad on top of it. And we still to this day have, if, if anyone has these, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Look at sister up, okay? Look at sister up because listen, she, they ripped it off and then they I'm such like a hands person. I know no one can see me in this podcast, but me we're too. visualizing and I'm like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> but I know, but this girl was ripping off this Brazilian wax and then she was putting on or Brazilian wax strip and she was putting on a, like a cool press. And my owner was like, what the freak? This is so cool. And she wouldn't have known that if she didn't get waxed somewhere else. And, and yeah. that's who, that's who I took that advice from just like facials, get out there get facials done by other people. There's going to be a massage technique that you're like, Ooh, this feels really good. And it's something that you don't or will never do unless you get it done by somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And I actually was thinking earlier when you were talking about, um, you know, getting wrapped up in modalities and stuff like that, that was something that I was struggling with. Cause I was like, I want a really good microcurrent machine. I want all the massage things. And I'm like, you know, Take it back to the basics. Your hands mm-hmm. are your best tools. Get an LED machine and do the rest with your freaking hands. So yeah, trying somebody else out, especially just to get a massage technique and feel how they do their facial massages is really important. And even just talking to other estheticians like, hey, do you have any pointers on facial massage or you know, waxing like we talk about sometimes here and there? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be a doggy dog world. You can help your community. It's not competition. It is not <laughs> competition. And the second you help your community, you will see a shift in this industry for the better. I've made so many friends, you included, and it is because I stopped viewing people as competition and I started viewing them as um, 
helpers in my, my aesthetic well-being. I mean, I've been in this industry for six years and you would be silly to think that there's nothing new that you can learn. And something that I learned recently is that I don't know if you guys know this and it's kind of cool. Um, but just like she was saying with like the hands on the skin, um, if you guys just give yourself a massage, that's the best glow you can actually give. The products are great. The modalities are great. But if you give somebody a good massage and really manipulate their skin, they will walk out twice as much glowing as they did without that massage. And I like, I don't really do a massage to feel good. I mean, of course it feels good. So don't get me wrong with that. But like, I don't do like, Oh, like tickle, tickle on the skin. I actually like grab their fat on their cheeks and I grab their fat and I like push it together, pull it. I mean, I'm really, I really manipulate the skin and I explain that to people and, and it, I, I see a difference. Yeah. For sure. That's, that's the best way. Like you said, it's the best way to give yourself the best glow. Yep. I haven't really figured out cause I wanted to do this. I wanted to make like an IGTV for self facial massage, but I just haven't figured out how to not have my hands be awkward mm-hmm. with my own face. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, their eyes are closed. Oh no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like wait I with mean, them. Like, doing it on myself for people oh. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you IGTV'd doing it to somebody. Yeah. Maybe. I did post an IGTV. I I did. I did. You did. I know. It was really relaxing. I like really liked it. Um, if you guys want to follow her, she has some really good content on there. Um, at Southern Beauty Skin. And then also a question I just have for you. I think I'm going to ask everybody this, but what is something that you would love? Because I I mean, there's obviously people that talk about waxing on podcasts, but there are really not anybody, there's really not a podcast out there that talks just about waxing. So what is something that you would love to, to listen to or hear? Like what's something that would be such a good topic for you to like tune into? Probably one thing that would be really beneficial for me or somebody else is just how you built a lot of confidence in the treatment room mm-hmm. and how to keep your cool when something goes I wrong. I love that. And I love that. And I have answers for both of those. So that will definitely be a upcoming podcast. The one that I have on right now, my episode two, I have not released these yet, but my episode two, um, if you guys are listening to this one before my second one, it talks about how to build your clientele when you first start, how to be confident when you're not Um, in the beginning. I'll do another one about how I stay confident and how I am confident and how that's changed my direction in client growth compared to when I was just acting confident because now I really do think I beam it and I do think that people come to me because I truly am hard to get into now. And it's, it's easy for me. But in the beginning, I pretended. I acted like I was super booked and I had literally zero people on my books. And I, I, I talked a little bit about how to do that and how to like make it look natural. And then I don't know. I talked about a couple of other things. I've been filming these so sporadically that I think my last episode was filmed last month. Actually, no, it was not filmed last month, but it was filmed day like two of the coronavirus because I was kind of like gawking it off to be funny. And now it's not funny anymore. (laughs) That sucks. I was like, kind of being like, Ooh, this Corona, where's it going? And now it's like now third episode. I'm like, it went somewhere and we don't like it. Thank you so much for, for coming on here. Um, I hope that everyone 
yeah, I hope everyone learned something. I hope everyone who wants to start a business um, can relate to this in some way or get some information. I know Savannah has already spoke to me about this, but she is willing to answer questions. If you guys want to shoot her a DM um, and ask her something, if you guys are wanting to open your own business and have a question about whatever it may be, paperwork or something like that. I know Savannah said she had some people to reach out for, but it's not always the case. So she wants to be your, your outlet. All right, love. Well, I finished so my wine. <laughs> I finished my line. Well, I am so happy to be doing this. I am so super excited that you asked me to do this. I was like, no way. Are you really interviewing me? <laughs> but yeah, if anybody wants to reach out and chat about anything, um, you can message me on Instagram. That's where I'm primarily at, at Southern Beauty Skin. 